Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Coffee in the Word. I'm Sherry Poundstone, your host. This morning we are going to be in Lessons 6 and 7 of Becoming a Woman of Character. This is a 12-week Bible study that I released last summer. And if you want to be part of a group, lead a group, or just be part of our Facebook page, just get a hold of us at Focus International on Facebook. You can info at focuswomen.org. You can send an email there. You can get a hold of me through Facebook, Sherry Poundstone, however you want to do it. But here's the exciting thing. We had an entire semester of uh, mini groups from all over the world that were doing this study in the fall, and we're starting that up again in the spring. So if you want to be part of our Focus Home Groups, just uh, contact us, and what we'll do there is then talk with you and see if you want to lead a group, if you want to just study on your own. But the Facebook group is so cool because the women are connecting on that page and discussing the lessons, asking questions, making comments. So it's just a really great way to connect. So even if you're doing the study on your own, you won't be alone. But let's pray and get going because we have a lot to talk about this morning. Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this word. Thank you for your truth that we know that we can become women of character by following your precepts and your principles. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to talk about two lessons today. One is image, and the other is how to become a woman of character through serving. And Both of these are equally important, so I'm going to spend a little time on each one and then give you some guidelines as to how you can do further study. If we build our character through our image, it's important that we understand that a woman of character knows who she is in Christ. The image of her life reflected back to her will be of a woman that God created, not a woman that society says we should be, not an expectation of anyone else, but of that woman that God created. So how we see ourselves influences how we see others. And how we see others is a reflection of our character. So in other words, if we're women of character, we will see others and ourselves as God created us. And again, that can look a lot different than what our culture says. The Webster Dictionary says the definition of self-image is the idea or the conception we have of ourselves. And it's often measured by world's false standards. You know, it can be measured, um, our worth in the world can be measured by material success, which would be money, possessions, it can be our intelligence, our talents, or what. So let's look at how we become women of character through image. First of all, determining our self-image by our money or by our possessions can create a false security. I love Proverbs 11.28. It says, trust in your money and down you go. But the godly flourish like leaves in spring. I don't think it can be any clearer there. Down you go if that's where you put your trust and your faith in your possessions or in your money. And in Matthew, you know, we read about the uh, rich young ruler's love for his possessions and how it kept him from following Jesus. If you haven't read that um, story recently, I recommend that you go back. But here's what it says. Someone came to Jesus with this question, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? Why ask me what is good, Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. And the young man asked which one, and Jesus said, you must not murder, you must not commit adultery, you must not steal, you must not testify falsely, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as thyself. I've obeyed these commandments, the young man said, what else must I do? And then Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. 
then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. That's from Matthew 19, 16 through 22. Now, I'm not saying in teaching this that to be a woman of character, you have to sell all of your possessions. But here's the deal. Who we are and who God created us to be has nothing to do with our money, our status, or our possessions. It has only to do with our heart. And who God created us to be does require a faith where we leave everything behind, and I'm not saying again that you have to donate everything to the poor and have nothing. That's not what this is about. It's about our faith to follow Jesus. So as women of character, we're going to um, follow him, and that is going to be our guideline. And so if we determine our self-image by our money or possessions, then that is going to get in the way, isn't it, of what we're trying to do and how we're trying to follow Christ. All right, let's talk about intelligence, because I know a lot of super smart people and I've met a lot in my lifetime. All intelligence comes from God, so we need to be careful not to allow it to determine our self-image. You know, God is our source of intelligence. Now, you might be thinking, well, I, I don't really know anybody who puts that over God. Actually, you might. You might know a lot of people because, you know, intelligent people and people who can reason very well sometimes rely on, and we all do this, rely on ourselves or their selves, other than, uh, or rather than reaching God and reaching for his guidance. So if we don't realize this, it would be easy to take credit and revel in the praise and glory that our intelligence can bring. But we must praise God for the gift of intelligence and opportunities to learn and grow because it's all from him. Everything is from him. Every good and perfect gift, right? So all intelligence comes from God, and sometimes that can get in the way and we can actually allow it to determine our self-image. All talents and abilities are a gift from God. How can we boast or allow our self-image to be tied up in something we didn't even earn? It was received as a gift. So in 1 Peter 4.11, it says this, Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies, that everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. We have a responsibility to steward well the gifts and the abilities that God has bestowed on us, but we must not allow these gifts to determine our identity. You might have a great talent for singing, for leading worship, for speaking, for writing. We need to give the glory to God. And a woman of character is going to realize that that is not us. Those are gifts from God, and we want to acknowledge that the Lord is behind it. Here's one I really want to talk about because the opinion of others cannot... We must not allow it to determine our self-image and our worth. You know, many times I believe that man's opinion or just culture, society, um, maybe even our group of friends at church, you know, their opinion of us, that we would allow that to become our self-image or allow that to influence our self-image so much that we're convinced that that's true. We're not to believe what others say about who we are, good or bad. You know, that old thing, don't believe your own press. That means good press and bad press. (laughs) So we aren't to believe what others say about us, but rather know what God says about who we are. How we see ourselves is important to him. You know, God wants us to know who we are in him and how he created us. We're created in his image. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So how does God see us? Well, he sees us as acceptable, Titus 3.7. Now, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture here. We don't have time to read every one. If you have time to write them down, great. If you have your book, Becoming a Woman of Character, then you can go back and look at these. 
So God sees us as acceptable, Titus 3, 7. He sees us as lovable. Not only are we acceptable, but we are lovable. And a lot of times, if we listen to other people, culture or society, we're not going to think that we fit into that. But it's only important as a woman of character how God sees us. John 3, 16 and 2 Corinthians 3, 5 and 6. So we are acceptable, we are lovable, and we are capable in God's eyes. Focus on that truth. Study the word. Stay in prayer. And do not allow anything else to influence who you are. As a woman of character, we're going to see our self-image as how God sees us. And it sometimes, again, will take some work. Now, I want to give you um, a little prayer point here because I think it's really important that we pursue this with God and ask him, pray, and ask him to help us change if we're measuring ourselves and our self-image by the world standard to his standards and to understand how we're created in his image. And I have many scriptures in the book where you can dig deeper on this. I find it so important that we emphasize that we need to move from allowing the world, culture, society, our friends, even our family, from determining who we are. Rather, we're going to look at our self-image, again, how God created us. So dig into the scriptures. Find the words... um, in your concordance image, um, self, whatever you might want to look up. And if you don't have your book, you can look up many scriptures. Again, if you have your book, Becoming One of the Character, at the end of Lesson 6, there are a number of scriptures to look up and move from there. All right, let's look at Lesson 7. Now, building our character through serving. This is a lesson that I felt so important to put into the book because I minister to a lot of women. And let's just face it, sometimes when we're feeling down, it's easy to stay down because we begin to follow um, follow the lead of the enemy, actually, in feeling sorry for ourselves. Well, a woman of character serves the Lord by serving others. And I can tell you, in times, if you feel discouraged, if you feel depressed, if your circumstances uh, seem hopeless, serve someone, and it will change everything for you. It gets the focus off our own problems and onto another person in need of something. Now, serving someone may not be a time-consuming idea or opportunity. It might be something that you can do very quickly, or it might take some self-sacrifice, which we'll talk about in a minute. But get the focus off your own problems. In other words, I have a a mentor who says, get over yourself. Just get over yourself and serve someone else. It might be just a ride to church or to a doctor's appointment. It might be um, a meal that you can take to someone. It might just be an encouraging word. It might be listening. But serve someone else, and it will get the attention and remove the attention from our own problems. So again, if we're feeling depressed or down, the best way out of that is to serve someone. In other words, it's not about you and me. It's about Jesus. It's about serving him by serving others. And I can't emphasize this enough because I counsel a lot of women, and this works. The Lord wants us to serve others. It's serving him by serving others, and it gets the focus off ourselves. And, you know, it may not always be that guy on the street holding a sign because I think that's what we often think about. Instead, it might be the woman sitting right next to you in church who appears to have everything all together, but she's experiencing a trial. She has an issue. She has a problem. And serving her could be just listening or maybe giving that encouraging word. God gives us talents and gifts and abilities to be used to serve others. They are not for our benefit. We were put here to serve God, and the way we serve God is by serving other people. In 1 Peter 14, it says this, God has given each of you a gift from this great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. It doesn't say use them well to make yourself feel better or to 
serve yourself, does it? It says to serve one another. So how do we move ourselves out of the way and serve God by serving others? Well, the very first thing is we need to be available and willing. You may have to get out of your comfort zone. You may have to, you may have had something else planned. But if we're the hands and feet of Jesus on this earth, then we need to serve when the opportunity comes along. So be available and willing. It's an attitude. It's an attitude. So what gets in the way of us being willing to serve? In a word, we can be selfish. I mean, anytime we encounter someone with a need, it's God giving us the opportunity to learn to serve and to learn and to be like Jesus Christ. Our lives can get so busy um, that it can actually begin to block our compassion for others. I'm too busy to serve is a common statement I hear from women that I counsel, and the truth is we need to look at it a little bit differently. Sometimes because we think we don't have time, Again, we're thinking or we're seeing something through the eyes of, oh my goodness, that's going to be a three-hour commitment or it could be a three-minute commitment to serve someone. So don't wait for the perfect time or the perfect circumstances to start. I'm going to encourage you um, to just be open, be available, and be willing. And then we need to be thankful and glad to serve. And this is really important. Psalm 104 says, Worship the Lord with gladness, come before him singing with joy. If we stay in that state of thankfulness and worship, in other words, if we leave our life, lead our lives um, every day in thankfulness and in worship, we're going to want to serve others. It can become a lifestyle for us. It can become a habit. So we just need to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross, and then we're going to stay thankful and we're going to want to serve others. One thing I want to say, too, is serve with the right motive. Now, again, I've seen um, self-promotion and servanthood trying to work together, and it just won't. There is no self-promotion in serving someone other. It's important that we ask ourselves, why are we serving? Are we serving to get people to like us, to obtain a position, or to be seen, or to be noticed? Are we striking a deal with God? Um, Or are we just uh, in it for ourselves? Let's say it that way. Any self-promotion is wrong. We need to be honest with ourselves about that. I want to mention here that in many years of counseling women, I have seen cases where serving for the wrong reason has actually created an offense. For example, I've seen many women commit to serving in an area in order to get favor with church leadership or maybe in order to get a position. So in other words, the motive wasn't right. I've also seen this backfire. So when the position, the title, or the assignment has been not offered to them, the result is anger, offense, and bitterness. So check your motives. And I would venture to say that all of us need to check our motives. There are times when we may have stepped over a line that we may have um, decided to serve in an area because we want to have recognition, that we want to have a position, we want someone to like us, we want someone to notice us. Check your heart, ladies. When we go to serve, we need to have the right motive, and that is to serve others. And through serving others, we're serving Jesus. Now, I'm coming to the end of my time, so I want to give you a prayer point for this lesson on serving. I think this is critical. Pray. Ask God to show you people and places that you can begin to serve today. Get started now. Don't wait. You'll be blessed by serving the Lord this way. And honestly, if we put it off, if we don't go to the Lord and ask him to show us opportunities, show us people to serve, and then we wait, sometimes we won't do it. So I'm going to ask you to jump in today right now and ask the Lord to give you an opportunity to serve, a person to serve. And again, it might just be an encouraging word. It might be a phone call. Um, It could be something that is more time-consuming, but ask him and then take action. All right, just a reminder that you can get the book, Becoming a Woman of Character, on Amazon.com. 
and it is a 12-lesson Bible study. Again, we're starting some groups in January. We'll be going through May. You have an option of doing Becoming a Woman of Character or another book. So find us on Facebook. Email us at info at focuswoman.org. Contact us however you are most comfortable. And just begin to ask your questions. We'll guide you about whether you want to lead a group or whether or not you want to just do an individual study. Thank you for listening. I will talk with you next week.